Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Hello and welcome to Miles to Memories. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by my co-host Joe Chung and Mark Osterman. And we have a really great show for you. Mark's going to talk all about the drama up in northern Michigan. He finally closed on the cottage, but it wasn't as simple as you might think. We're going to talk Vegas a little bit, some violence, some crazy news stories coming out of Sin City. How is that going to change the future? What are they doing about it? And then how to earn more rewards without generating more spend. Some of the strategies we use like bank account bonuses, portals, special apps, tons to learn there. Stick around for that, plus rapid fires. But first, if you like the show, please consider subscribing. mtmpodcast.com is where you can go to subscribe. If you like Vegas, hit up our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. We're going to be doing a huge giveaway there in about a week when we hit 10,000 subscribers. And finally, we definitely still have our Patreon for people who want to dive in a little bit deeper, patreon.com forward slash miles to memories, private Facebook and Discord groups, plus bonus content every single week just for Diamond members. Thanks so much for listening. Let's hit it. Gentlemen, how has your week been? Mark, you finally closed on the cottage, right? Congratulations. Yes. And it did not go well. Like everything else with this house, the closing was kind of messed up. Both realtors were on vacation somehow in a pandemic. They both they both took a vacation during this time. That's what so- realtors do, baby. Sell <laughs> <laughs> one house a year and then take a vacation. The rest of <laughs> so they go on vacation. We're like, oh, okay, you know, that's no no big deal. You don't need to be there. You like title agency and you're, we're signing documents or whatever. Well, there was no keys at closing. And, and we did like a, a split closing. 45 minutes apart because we didn't live in the same areas and everything. So I, I kind of figured there might be an issue with keys, you know, with realtors out of town and stuff. But I'm like, OK, you know, do they have them at the other office? That I can go pick them up. I'm texting the uh, seller's agent and he's like, oh, the owners have them and they'll be up north this weekend. So when you go up there, you can just grab them. And I'm like, one, I'm the owner. They're not the owner anymore. They're the previous owner. So give me some respect. <laughs> and two. Respect um, my authority. <laughs> yeah. You got paid today. I paid you. So can you just give me my keys? And so I'm like, okay, can you give me their number? Because I'm not going to drive up there and just hope they happen to drive by while we're there. And I'm like, just give me their number. I'll work out something. You know, they can leave it in the mailbox or whatever. I don't care. And this goes on. I text him like three times over like six hours and he does not respond. <laughs> he responds once saying that they have the keys and then ghosts me for the rest of the day. And I'm like, what is going on? So I go with my realtor and he's texting him too. He won't respond. So he calls the office and finally 
he calls back and he's like, oh, you got to go stop by my son's house and pick up the keys tomorrow. So on the way to the, the cottage, I stopped at the realtor's son's house to pick up the keys. So bizarre. So we didn't get them until uh, a day later. And then, you know, we're doing stuff. We're cleaning up and we're putting stuff away. And the power goes out at like 2.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> so I go over to the neighbors and I'm like, hey, I had some questions for them anyway. I'm like, oh, do you guys have power? They're like, yeah, we have power. I'm like, oh, man. So we doesn't it take a couple days to kick off. I, see, we did. We called them ahead. We called them like a week ahead to get the transfer in. So I'm like, it's something with the transfer. I know there's something they messed up something with the transfer. So and I go outside and the box blinks off like the electrical box. It's saying like off on the outside. And I'm like, OK, so they shut it off. So I called DTE is the big company around here. And I call them and I'm like, hey, our power's off. We just did a change. I'm guessing you guys didn't put it in properly or whatever. I don't know. And they're like, no, the power there, the box wasn't getting enough power. So it automatically sent a flag. So we know about it. We sent out a crew. Okay. At like three 30, I get a text. Is your power on? No, it's not. So I call them back and they say, oh, it's already been fixed. I said, no, it hasn't. You can need to send somebody else back out, back out. So they're like, okay, we'll send somebody out. It'll be fixed by like 9 PM. And I'm like, whatever, you know, we're just going to leave. We'll come back and you know, next week or whatever. So they send me the text back. And that's when my wife realizes that the address is not accurate. Like uh, the road we're on is it ends in a wood. So like, let's say it's like like uh, birch wood, but they only put birch. So there is actually a birch road and then there's a birch wood road. So they had crews going out to the wrong house trying to fix the power. And they're like, hey, this power is great. So after I call back like a third time, they're like, oh, yeah, they they're working on the wrong house. Oh, let, the power got shut off. So. Let me just flip the switch and okay, you should have power again now. And we're going to charge you $5 for having to flip that switch. Well, at least it was that easy. I mean, once they figured it out. I mean, I think yeah, we had already left. We had already left. And I told the first two agents, I'm like, we just did a change of ownership. I'm pretty sure you guys just shut the power off. So I think there's an issue there. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I'm showing active. Come to find out they put the address in wrong. So that was, uh, you know. It's the curse of the cottage, I guess. I mean, it's yours now, and hopefully uh, next year you'll have many great memories. But are you going to be able to get back up there before? You have to winterize it, right, and stuff, so. Yeah, we have to winterize it. It's not made for, like, a full, like, year-round right now. So I think we're going to go up a couple more weeks. We still have to, like, some stuff. Like, we put together bunk beds this past weekend, and we have some other stuff we have to take care of. And we have to, everybody in the township has to switch over from right now. Um, They have to get a sewer line put in. And then we're probably going to do like a water line at the same time. So you have to get that done by like March. So I'm scrambling, calling companies, trying to get this in, even though everybody else has had like years to do it. So uh, I don't know. Hey, it's going to be worth it next ownership, year. Right? <laughs> yes, it's going to be worth it next summer when you're out there hanging out all, all summer on the lake, doing all that fun stuff. Joe, how's teaching going? You look stressed out tonight. Yeah, I mean, I'm stressed out, but uh, Mark's story just stressed me out even more. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did it make you feel better, right? You got you're like, oh. no, no, no. I'm the anxiety has been projected onto me now, so I, I feel even worse. Yeah, I mean, things are pretty crazy right now. Like, uh, we are trying to come up with like a new. So uh, basically, like twenty students are in the school building right now, and right now, ten teachers are going in every day to watch those twenty kids uh, because of some contract issues and stuff like that. But we just got the green light to you know, come up with a better plan. One that like, isn't like a, actually in some classes, it's like a two to one T 
teacher to student ratio, which amazing. So um, yeah, I kind of got put in charge of coming up with a better plan. So I'm trying to get that done as soon as possible. Cause like every day we don't get this plan done. Um, you know, there's too many pe more people in the building than need to be. And it's actually worse for teaching because if you're at school, it's harder to teach and you've got kids in front of you, but you're trying to teach the ones on zoom at the same time. So yeah, just uh, dealing with that right now. So sorry, but my brain is on miles and points. Now I've switched modes. So uh, how are you doing, Sean? Doing good. We finally uh, made some changes with Ellie and we found a community center. Actually, it's the community center right across the street from her elementary school where they have a program where they allow her to go and she sits there on her computer. So she goes across the street from her school, but not to her school and does distance learning. But it's been a big difference for her. She's been so happy. Like you were talking about your son, just being so happy being around other kids. And yeah, it's just been a huge change for her. She's doing really good with the distance learning there. And uh, it's it's going to save us because we have so much work to do for the reselling stuff and <laughs> getting ready for the fourth quarter that it was getting really hard. So win-win. And she sits there all day with a mask on, socially distanced. And then even when they eat, they're socially distanced more than six feet apart. And you know, she seems to be having a lot of fun there. So I'm excited for her. I do wish she could go back to school, but at least this is something good for her and, and for us. And, you know, I just try not to think about the rest of it. <laughs> Glad that she's happy. Q4, you ready? Yes, Q4, baby. Yeah, I, we're, we're, I don't know if we're ever ready. Like we're always, I wish, I know there's people in the Diamond Group who are who are much better at me than this. But I always feel are perpetually and elsewhere, other Amazon sellers are always more uh, prepared than I am. But we will be scrambling until the end of the year. And that'll be just the way that we do it, unfortunately. <laughs> but you, you're gonna, you getting ready for all those Buyers Clubs deals for, uh, for the uh, Amazon Prime Day? I don't know. Like a lot of the buyers clubs have been very sus lately, suspect. Uh, so, you know, there were problems with is like that what US... the high school kids call it sus. Yeah, that is what the high school kids call it. <laughs> uh, Anthony's in the chat right now in the diamond group. We were uh, playing this free to play game among us, which is sort of like mafia, but there's like some light phone game elements to it. And uh, yeah, Number one, all the kids are playing it. Number two, the word sus is used all the time in that. So it's in my head. Anyway, the buyers groups have been pretty sus because like USA, they were having issues. Like they sent me an email. They're like, why have you not bought for us for a long time? And I was like, well, you guys have had like some issues. So I haven't felt super comfortable doing that. And then BFMR, which was like the new kid on the block who was like super hot when the pandemic started, like they've had some issues. People have been unhappy with them. So I'm kind of down to one buyer's club that I like, which is pretty small, and then buying for uh, a couple of my friends who like resell on their own. So Sean, you need me to source for you. I'm your man. <laughs> we will see. I got the same email myself. And I actually have another friend who got the email too. And he sent a response to them. And they responded very, very quickly and ignored everything he said complaining of, you know, why he wasn't buying for them anymore. And uh, so that just kind of tells you, I don't know, it's a little tone deaf to send an email and then ignore it. But it seems like they sent that out to everybody. Yeah, Rick in the Diamond Chat, uh, who is listening live, says MYS is also sus, which is true. But <laughs> they've always been suspects, so you know, to yeah. be fair. And this is just based on our personal experiences. Uh, so we're just talking about our our own personal observations and not making rash judgments about these fine people, but just you know, just basing it on our own experiences and and what we think is good. Joe, did you watch the uh, South Park last week? No, I didn't get to watch that yet but was it good i mean it, it had some good parts but there's just one part like opening up like 
Cartman talks about why he loves uh, social distancing learning and he sings the song and he's poking people with a six foot pole. But it made me think of you because they're doing the Zoom chat and he's like, hi, teacher. Eh, 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 eh. And she... <laughs> And she's like, oh, your your uh, video's down again. I guess you're just going to have to li- listen live. And then he puts up a picture of his face all, like, scrunched up. And then he's like, awesome. And then he goes downstairs and <laughs> starts to eat breakfast. I was like, oh, that, that made me think of Joe. Like, I realized, I don't know. I've been having a lot of fun doing uh, remote teaching. I mean, my kids have been mostly good. And, you know, I, f- I found that breaking them into small groups and working them in smaller groups is just it's just impossible to lecture like 25 kids at once on zoom because you get situations like that where I, I would like call on someone and then like they would unmute and I'm like, dude, you're at work. Like I heard a cashier. Like I just heard a cash <laughs> register. Ding. Okay. I'm like, you are at work right now. <laughs> multitasking, baby multitask. So it's, I mean, to be fair, like some of my students are like breadwinners for their family and stuff like that. So what are you going to do? But you know, because of that, I just realized that, you know, doing like offline stuff, I've been like recording videos on YouTube for my students. You know, I had to ask Sean for like help about how to u- use YouTube and stuff like that. So, you know, there are ways to like make remote learning work, you know, if you kind of think outside of the box. I had to like immediately throw out the idea that it's a normal class uh, in any way, shape, shape or form. And it's uh, been a lot better. But, you know, I do have my Cartmans who, you know, they don't even they don't even have to put up a picture because... <laughs> You know, they just have their name right there, Cartman. And I know they're not there or they're at work. So, you know, what are you going to do? So, Mark, out of 10, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate the South Park episode? Uh, Probably like a 7 or 8. They had a lot of parts that hit home that I think a lot of people can resonate with. So I think I, I've heard similar things, like not like the greatest thing ever, but really good. And yeah, it went off the rails a bit, but when they stayed true to like the pandemic stuff, it was pretty good. All right. Let's talk miles and points now. I know that we've uh, indulged ourselves a little bit talking about ourselves, but let's talk about Mark's quote unquote clickbait headline uh, this week. Marriott launches massive 250,000 new card offer and why you're passing on it. And that's the Bonvoy Boundless up to five free nights offer, right? Yeah. So it's five free nights after spending $5,000 in the first three months. uh, And those free nights are good for up to a 50,000 point room, up to 250,000 points if you max out each certificate. Annual fee, $95 is not waived. Uh, That's good for Category 6 hotels. But with dynamic pricing, it doesn't necessarily always mean a Category 6. Sometimes you could get a 7. Sometimes it might be a 5. You just don't really know at this point. I mean, the reason I I said I didn't really want it is because it's certificates. And they're only good for a year, which I think was a little bit short-sighted. Who knows when travel is going to pick up or to the point that you're traveling a lot. And I also know a lot of people in the Miles and Points game already are sitting on a ton of free night certificates from Hyatt, Hilton, IHG, from Marriott. And these are from like the annual fee cards where you get a free night, like IHG, $49, you get a free night. Um, that World of Hyatt card, you get a free night, stuff like that. And then there's also the spending offers, like 15, if you spend 15K on a Surpass card, you get a free night, 15K on the Hyatt card, you get a free night. So these really add up. And can you even use all the ones you have now? And then you're going to add five more on top of it. So I said, if you, if you have travel plan that, you know, you're going to use them, you're going to stay at Marriott, you already have it booked and it works out in the, you know, 50,000 a night or less, then it's a great offer. If this was like a year ago, I'd think it's a fantastic offer, but just the way everything's going and, and not knowing what's going to be open, where you can go, when you can go there. I, I just don't know if people are going to be able to use them. And then 
what's it worth to you at that point? You know, if you're if you're letting two expire and everything. But what do you guys think about it? I tend to agree with you. I just feel like I have so many certs and points and everything else. And uh, this would just kind of, I don't know, I'll, I'll back up. I'll give an example. A couple of years ago, you could get the Southwest Companion Pass by transferring Marriott points. And, and there was a deal with that. And you got a certificate and I still have that certificate. So that kind of tells you why this wouldn't be <laughs> like four years a later. Good offer. Yeah, I keep having them extended. And Yvonne in our diamond chat makes a good point that he'd get two of them because they'll, they can be extended easily. But I wonder if that's going to change. And I wonder once COVID is gone and they have had to extend so many certificates for so long, if they don't come out with a new policy eventually to stop it. But uh, I do think if you're somebody who knows you can use these or is somebody who is already kind of into the Marriott realm and you have elite status and, and you're going to get value, I think that this is a great offer. You point out that, you know, this could be worth up to about, what, $1,500, depending on how you value Marriott yep. points. So if you maximize it, you're going to use it at the right category. And you're somebody like Yvonne who uh, knows he's going to use it. And it's probably a, a valuable offer. So it definitely has value. But I know for me, it would be a pass. What about you, Joe? Yeah, same. I mean, I haven't stayed in a Marriott for many years or maybe just like one night here and there. So it's not even a matter of like how, I guess, generous the offer is. It's just, I don't stay in Marriott a lot. And I'm just, I'm, I, I just don't have the mental bandwidth to like invest in another program right now. That being said, you know, I know a lot of people still have that as their main chain or at least as their second chain. And, you know, for people like that, uh, I think it's a, it's a, it's a great offer. Like, so it works for you if it works for you, but it sounds like for the three of us, it doesn't work for us, but that doesn't mean it's a bad card. It just means, you know, it doesn't fit like our general plans. And yeah, you can extend it after a year, but I just, I'd probably forget. I, you know, yeah. Plus it's I mean, Marriott. I did cancel my CSR, <laughs> but still. <laughs> It's Marriott, so you can't really. I mean, they've done it in the past, but you never know. And in each agent's different. A lot of people have had to call back multiple times, three, four times before they can get an agent that will do it. So it, it's kind of like, what pain level do you want to to deal with? And also, if you're planning on using these on like a five night stay, then you have to consider that you get fifth night free when you use points. So should you discount that down where you're only really getting four nights with the sign up, which is still better than the normal offer, even if you went that route. So it's a great offer for anybody that knows they can use it. But if you're just like, oh, I want that because it's a good offer, but I don't know if I have any plans to use it. And then, oh, I'll plan a vacation around it and stuff. I'd be cautious with that. I just, I worry about people getting stuck with less value than they think they're going to get. And Megan in our chat makes a good point saying that uh, you could use these potentially as Swan and Dolphin uh, at Disney. And then that's a great point. If you have good use for them, you know, you're going to use them. That's, you know, five free nights on Disney property is good, especially if you have some sort of elite status. Uh, but yeah, that's for me, I would probably rather stay at because I'm a Hyatt person, I'd probably rather stay at Grand Cypress off property than at the Swan or Dolphin personally, because I get so much other benefit there. And even though you do get a few perks for being on Disney property, those hotels do not feel like you're staying at Disney, in my opinion, I, I have stayed at I don't remember which one I stayed at now, I, either the Swan or the Dolphin, I forget, but you know, they feel like kind of corporate hotels. But yeah, that's a great use of it and a great value. And sometimes those health hotels are what, three, $400 a night. Yeah, they yeah. get crazy. More, yeah. You should use them at the Disney Springs, though, at a Disney Springs hotel. Because, you, I mean, that's where the magic happens, Disney Springs. Dude, those hotels cost like $100. The Wyndham? <laughs> Mark wants you to stay at the Wyndham Garden Hotel. At, at uh, isn't there a Marriott? I feel like there's a Marriott. No, there's there is. Be a Marriott. No, there is. But uh, I think there is. But, you know, those no, hotels are so cheap. 
Oh, maybe I, not. I don't think there's, a, there's a bunch uh, of Hilton. I know there's, there's Hilton, the Hilton, IHG, but maybe yeah, not. There's Marriott. two Hiltons, and then there's a double tree too. Joe, they creep up to like 200 bucks sometimes. Don't undersell it. The nicer <laughs> Hilton there actually is pretty much always that price. Isn't the Waldorf right there? I feel like the Waldorf. That's on Bonnet Creek, which is in a different part. Okay. Disney okay. And that's where the other, there's another Hilton there and the, and the Waldorf. That, that's the hotel. If I was going to stay at a corporate hotel on Disney property, that's the one, the Waldorf that I would choose. Cause yeah. the Hilton has an amazing pool. And then the Waldorf, you get the luxury experience, baby. All yeah. Right. I put my wife up there. Remember she really liked it. Speaking of luxury experiences, let's talk Las Vegas for just a minute. Cause I think Las Vegas has been in the news a lot because of some bad stuff. So uh, there's been a lot of shootings, some stabbings, some general people driving carts around downstairs. Yeah. Well, that was, that's how that was the beginning of this. And then now we've like this weekend, I think we had several shootings slash stabbings on the strip MGM grand. There was a fight at like two in the morning and somebody pulls out a gun and an, actually an innocent by like a, just somebody walking by goes and attacks the guy to get the gun from him. So he doesn't shoot the other person. And there was a, uh, Another case where security guards at South Point had to shoot somebody in the ballet area who had a gun. So there's a lot going on there. Yeah. What Vegas is wow. doing to kind of combat that is they already started after Labor Day raising rates. And I think the casinos need a little bit more pressure because they didn't initially have enough security. And that was part of the problem here. So they're kind of changing their tune on that, raising rates. But they're also at some properties like Venetian, they have dogs now that are, I guess they're sniffing for weapons. I'm not quite sure what exactly these dogs are doing, but they are sniffing everybody and then um there's even rumors of maybe even metal <laughs> metal detectors yeah. oh metal detectors so but i won't <laughs> you know every well just think about this every time you go to like a six flags park or something or even disney you have these metal detectors and that may be coming to the las vegas strip or at least in some casinos so it's kind of a transitional time i'll be staying there this weekend so maybe i'll give a little or on thursday so maybe i'll at planet hollywood and i'll give more of a report next week but i have i want to reiterate i've never really felt unsafe on the strip i've been there a lot of times since it reopened and i still think if you use common sense and you're not in crazy places at crazy times you're probably okay but there are a lot of random kind of bad things happening so it's a it's a tough one and um i will report back but yeah so what do you guys think metal detectors and dogs is that would that change it for you well rick in the live chat said uh, mandalay bay had uh, canines in the sports book so it's already started to roll out quite a bit which in the sports book you wouldn't expect but it's for drugs yeah it's, it's right i don't like who knows i I, don't, I i i think i don't think I they mean, care about be, drugs <laughs> i mean they do care so there it is technically illegal to smoke marijuana inside the casinos but i mean people i mean that is what you smell everywhere in vegas but that's not new since covid that's basically since it got legalized so i don't know i i doubt that I think it's probably more for for weapons, but anecdotally, there's a lot of people carrying guns on the strip right now. Yeah, it does seem bizarre because Vegas has its areas that have always been kind of like stay away or whatever, you know, like off of Fremont Street. If you go a couple blocks off, it gets a little bit sketchy. But, you know, the strip, you never really hear about any violence besides, you know, random drunkenness. But stabbings and shootings right along the strip is something I've I never remember happening. And even when I went there, you know, I've been there. 25, 30 times. And I've never heard of anything like that. And PDX deals guy said his Uber driver just picked up somebody. He was there like a week or two ago, picked up somebody right next to like where a shooting happened and stuff like while he was doing a pickup and he just sped away. And 
we've seen videos of people getting stabbed on Fremont Street and and all kinds of crazy stuff, like a shooting outside of the Aria a couple weeks ago for some big part birthday party that was going down. So it's kind of crazy. I mean, it's something that you got to consider. If you're not out late at night, I think you're fine. But if you're walking the strip at you know midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, which during normal times that would be something that many people would do. It's something that you have to consider now. You know, maybe you want to go back to your room a little bit earlier or stay in your casino, your hotel where you're at. But it sounds like even that isn't a guarantee anymore. So it's kind of bizarre. They are bringing in more police from not just Las Vegas police, but North Las Vegas and Henderson. So they're trying to supplement the police forces. And again, the casinos are hopefully staffing up security. I've seen kind of stories about that, but not anything confirmed. But I do think the city is going to fight back to stop this pretty hard. And they need to because it's we're struggling. Just today, there was a, a story in Bloomberg that Las Vegas has the highest amount of apartment renters delinquent on their rent in the entire country at over 12%. And that doesn't take into account uh, houses and stuff. So still some pretty rough times here. And I think it's probably the last thing the city needs. And hopefully they'll do that. And to the point of seeing it on the news so much, there is occasionally stuff that happens here, but the media does a pretty good job of keeping it quiet. And this stuff has been so everywhere on social media and stuff. They haven't been able to do that. And it's become a story of its own, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. Joe, you got any any thoughts on it? No, I mean, it's sad. My uh, only thought is in the uh, early 2000s, I got punched in the face outside of the Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to be fair, Joe. It was like right after you landed too, wasn't it? Like yep, yep, you landed, yep. you got I told the story, early. right? Yeah, yeah. I landed, got punched in the face, 10 p.m. So it wasn't even that late. So maybe Vegas was never that safe. Who knows? I guess I didn't get stabbed. You know, I only got yeah, punched in the face. The strip has always been a very high crime area. If you look at the crime maps, a lot of like kind of low level crime there. And uh just not not as much of this stuff, but hopefully. They figure it out. And like I said, I'll be down there this week. So I'll talk a little bit next week, just at the beginning, you think, let you know what I see. You would think the scooter gangs would keep everybody away. <laughs> well, they've been fighting back against that. I've heard the scooters are a little bit, uh, a little bit less now too. And the companies are being a little stricter because they've been watching I, their scooters get abused down those escalators and stuff. Rick, Rick just posted when he was there this weekend, like I think he was in like a Walgreens or something. And there was like four scooters in a row going down the beer aisle, picking up beer. Well, that's driving to the scooter. checkout. Like, really? Is that where we're at in the world? Day? Gotta watch after that scooter drive by. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, the scooter thing is insane. I don't thing remember, is, them. I don't yeah, remember I mean, them in the past. I mean, they've been here a long time. I think, and actually, you can go back and Google. There's some news stories about them getting out of control, like ten years ago. Yeah, I haven't really noticed them all that much before. Anyway, I just think that there's less people, and I do think that people are using them even more now. So they've kind of always been around, but it's just mostly, I think, been Disabled people using them. And I think now, you know, the strip is a it's a, it's a lot of walking, Mark. You know, people want to they want to sit down and, and drive around. Uh, I personally enjoy walking myself, but to each their own. And- it's like a whole different like this pandemic has brought in a whole different group of people to Vegas that like don't normally go to Vegas or something. And they're just like, oh, it's cheap. Let's go. This is our chance. And they're just running amok of the whole situation. I think part of it's that people are saying that, but I also just think that people in general are more riled up and there's a lot more conflict and there's just a lot more, we're, you know, things aren't normal, even if we pretend they are. And you know, most people are coming up from California. There's just, you know, there's a lot more factors, I think, than just us getting different crowds. I'm looking at the hotel rates. They're not significantly less than they would be this time of year during the week normally. And so I don't know. I just think people have, they've been cooped up in their houses and 
just like we know we've talked about all the issues society's having because of because uh, of this and hopefully as we move out of it things will get better there too that'll help out but let's talk about earning more points to get out of this uh dark subject of vegas and uh, like i said I'll update, I'll update everybody next week at the beginning just really quick about what i see and i'm gonna be paying specific attention all right because it's been about two weeks since i've been on the strip so i'll, I'll uh, do that but Benji had an article on the site talking about how to rack up tons of rewards without spending more. And it's a lot of stuff that we talk about or we've talked about before on the show, but it's a good kind of reminder. And I thought we could kind of do a checklist and go through for the three of us and see what we're doing and what we're not doing, what we could be doing better. And the first place he starts is referral bonuses. And this comes at a good time. Like we just saw American Express come out with an interesting targeted offer, three X extra points for referring other people. And we know they're it's normal. A trap. Yeah, it's a I think trap. so. <laughs> I think so. Vin from miles per day, I think posted on Twitter today. Cause I guess he got a referral and he was eligible for that. So he's now opted into that extra three X. He's like, this might be what gets me the uh, American miles Express per day shutdown article upcoming. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think he like, he probably even tried. He probably, you know, from his website or something got a referral or that's what it kind of seemed like. But yeah, I mean, obviously I'm not as good at with the, re- I do get some referrals off the website when there's referral uh, links on the website, but I'm not so good with like targeting people in real life and telling, Hey, you guys should apply for this. Um, I know some people do that. Do you guys like go to your friends and say, Hey, I got this link. You should apply. Um, occasionally if like, you know, some uh, very limited amount of my friends are interested in this. So the few that do like a handful of people that, you know, I've talked to all of them about it, but only a handful of people actually want to play the game. So they'll they'll reach out when they're they're signing up for something. But, you know, a lot of it is spousal referral. Um, you know, I just signed up for the MX Green business card for some stuff that we have to buy for the cottage. And I did a 15. I got my wife got a 15K referral referral bonus for referring me to it. So we do that game. Um, Chase's uh, Sapphire Preferred just came out. I think just came out today where the referral goes to the ADK offer now. So that's a good one. Um, if you can refer and you get, I think 15,000 points for that one. So that those two, we, we do, if we can like chase, um, and Amex back and forth, but the rest, not, not so much. How about you, Joe? Yeah. So generally I'll do referrals. If someone's like, like our actually, yeah, I only do referrals. So people are like, Hey, do you have a referral for this card? Uh, I'm just pretty, I don't know. I, I, I always feel weird doing that. I already feel weird asking people to like sign up for Patreon and stuff like that. But at least that's like into the ether. It's not like directly asking people to do things. So, you know, I have considered doing this Amex thing. I feel like I could not hit it hard enough to make it worth it. Uh, The one thing about the Amex thing, you know, I definitely agree that it's ripe for shutdown. However, it stacks with the normal referral bonus. At least that's what I've heard. And so you just get your refer- normal referral bonus. And then if you just use it for your everyday spending for the next three months, you still get an extra three X there. So, you know, there are ways to kind of maximize that even if you don't want to risk it uh, for the biscuit. So, but yeah, it's, it's tough for me to ask people to do referrals. I think for this Amex one, I might like find someone we, we might cross refer either our spouses or whatever, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but it, but referrals are a nice and easy way to earn points. So, you know, I do like that one. The fun one with uh, yeah. Amex is sometimes the referral bonuses are so good. Even before this, they had some 30 K bonuses that people will like, they'll have their spouse refer them or refer them their spouse for a card they've already gotten because it's an easy bonus. Like you get 30 K for just signing up for a card. And if you're way over 524, 
or if it's like a business card, like a green business card where the annual fees waive the first year, basically you get 30 K just for signing up for a card that they sent you. So, you know, people play that game quite a bit. It's something to consider for sure. I've never gotten anything better than 15 K. Otherwise I would do it. But if I got 30 K, I definitely max out that card by sending offers to my spouse for stuff that even if they've already had it just to get it. So something, if you do have those better referrals and you're not looking for an Amex card, consider it. One thing about that offer that Megan brings up a good point and people should consult their tax professional is, are they going to tax you on that extra three X? Because technically the three X, the extra three X is a rebate on the spend that you're going to do. So therefore, you know, maybe not taxable, but it's also a reward for the referral, which normally is taxable. So who knows how that's going to shake out, but something to keep in mind. No doubt if you are somebody who though is shameless, you love to like tell your friends and you're like a type A, you want to be referring everybody, you can certainly rack up some money and some some points by referring people. And then the next is portal rewards without more spend. And I think we all do this. Our regular everyday spend, we are, I hit up cashback monitor. I always see what the best payout is. And, you're better than me. You know, do you go to the same portal every time? Yeah, I just use the re- <laughs> the Ebates or Rakuten easy button because I'm lazy. And I really don't, I don't shop at that many places that offer portals anymore. You know, like I used to buy gift cards off eBay and that, that gave you portals. But now like a lot of my spending is, you know, Best Buy and Amazon and stuff, stuff that's not on portals right now. So my portal game's terrible. <laughs> it's gone from several hundred dollars to several dollar, dollars per, per I, I don't period. use it. I don't use every portal, but I have like the ones that I, that you know, probably seven or 10 of them that I'm comfortable with. And as long as one of those is the highest or I'll choose the highest out of those, I don't want to end up getting, using a portal that my money's going to get stuck there because I use it once and I never use it again. So I do try to keep that in mind though. How about you, yeah. Joe? Yeah, I'll only use portals if I remember. So I probably, <laughs> Mark's earning dollars. I'm, I'm earning some cents. That's why yeah, I like I sense. like the uh, Rakuten uh, easy button because it will pop up when you go to a site and say you get 2% back. And that even if you don't use them, that's a good reminder to go to Cashback Monitor and check it to see what the best rates are. Like it's a good, hey, Joe, don't be an idiot. Get your money. A good reminder here. There is a uh, article on the website, your portal cashback strategy. Search for that. And I give you kind of a good rundown on what you should do as far as using uh, incognito in your browser, things to make sure the tracking goes well, all that good stuff. So check check that out. And then uh, let's kind of skip ahead here. Retention and spending offers. This is one I know that we probably all do. Like this year, for example, I've gotten, you know, I called City earlier this year and, and my wife and I had them go through every one of our cards. And a great offer, for example, would be on our AT&T uh, Access More card, a card that we already spend a lot of money on you know, they gave us uh, basically a spending bonus up to 35,000 bonus points that we were already going to, we were already going to use that card. We were already going to do it. So it was like 35,000 free points. And we get those offers all the time. And that is a great way to juice it up. And uh, if your retention game is not good, that's definitely a place to focus, I think. Don't forget, I think you guys told me or someone told me, but when you call for city retention, you can just be like, hey, what are the retention offers on all of my cards? And you just do them all at once. Um, I think one of you guys told me that. So yeah, it was me. I just said that. And actually, (laughs) I just said it like a minute ago, like in my, what I just said. But he's talking about like in the past, not like this minute. (laughs) That's the only thing he does. You could have said it and I could have totally missed it. So I'll take you. I just, or I'll see it in the edit. I'll see it in the edit. edit. 
but yeah, my Jasmine, bad. like, my bad. Uh, my no, bad. I may not, I might've just alluded to it, but yeah, I usually, Jasmine usually calls and then she gets the person all, you know, warmed up. She does, they do her five cards or whatever. And then she hands it to me to verify. And then, you know, if she hands it to me, it's our, they just verify. And then they just go through all my cards for the offers. So it's the only thing city does better than anybody else is rejection yes, offers. They do that very well. And, you know, spending offers too. city is, I just got that 20% city Sears uh, offer the other day. And uh, there's lots of spending offers. So city's pretty aggressive lately with those spending offers as well. And then what about uh, the next thing apps? So there's apps like Dosh or the cash app or Ibotta, which is my moral enemy because they threatened to sue me once. Uh, (laughs) I I don't, you know, shop kicks, shop kicks. Mark and I can't even handle portals. You think we handle apps? Yeah, I know. Like Dosh has been a big one, like because it's it's working for office stores and stuff. And I'm just lazy. And, I, you know, I have enough in my life. And it's such a simple thing. Like most of these apps, you just put in your credit card info. And then every time you use it, it just goes into your account. But I don't use them that much. And I really should, you know, like Shopkicks I used to use when I go into stores. Now I never think about it. And it's easy points, easy gift cards. You just get points for showing up to stores a lot of times. My wife used to be big into Ibotta, but that's a real pain because you got to, you know, scan the receipt and everything like that. So yeah, this is, this is definitely a weakness of mine is I should be better with apps. It's easy money. Don't be me or Joe or Sean really, because I'm not great with apps either. I, something I want to focus on more, but Benji kind of beats the, he, he loves the cash app and all his little spending offers he gets with that. And of course I have the cash app. I just never go in there and use it. I recently been using Ibotta a little bit, even though they're my mortal enemy. And they do have a plugin for Chrome that works kind of similar to the Ebates one, although it's just like another portal in that case. And uh, Dosh, I've used quite a bit over the years just for reselling. I used to, they used to have Walmart in-store cashback or no, Sam's Club in-store cashback. And when I was doing a lot of buying at Walmart, I would go to Sam's Club and buy Walmart gift cards, maximize the cashback there every day and then use them at Walmart. But yeah, I'm not really great with that stuff either. And I'm not great with bank bonuses. That's the next thing. I wish I was. You no, know, both of you guys do pretty well with bank bonuses. I just tend to forget, and uh, you know, I, I should be more aggressive because there's definitely people making thousands of dollars a year off of these bank bonuses. Yeah, right here. <laughs> yeah, not me. Mark does enough for the both of us. Yeah, I, I usually, I'm usually in the uh, twenty five hundred, three thousand dollars per year range for bank accounts. Um, this year started off real hot, and then I've gotten with all the mortgage stuff and everything i've gotten kind of lazy the last few months but there's been some big offers this year uh like i did wells fargo for 400 dollars, did the one percent sofi bonus stuff like that like chase has a 600 bonus quite often for uh checking and saving so it's actually you know people focus on credit cards and they'll sign they'll get all excited for signing up for an offer that gives you like a hundred thousand ihg points which is worth you know 600 bucks well you can get a a bank account bonus in cash and it doesn't, you know, no hard pull takes almost no effort. It's almost a guaranteed approval and all this stuff. And, you know, people overlook bank account bonuses big time. I should plug my, uh, or my uh, article series where I'm saving for college for my kids college. And I'm trying to do $500 a month and bank bonuses has been a big part of that. So if you haven't seen it, check that out. You know, each month I update everybody with how I save the five hundred dollars? It goes into a a um, an account that, and I give you an update of how the account's doing and everything. So it's been a fun series. All right, and then the last one he did. Don't forget rewards on free spend. Yeah, even if you have like credits for dining or for streaming and stuff like that, if you're signing up for stuff, a lot of times there's still portal payouts. Benji talks about Sling. He recently signed up for a twenty dollar offer. 
And he gets the $20 credit from American Express, but he also earns 750 American Airlines miles. So that just goes back to using the portal at all times or at all times you're comfortable with. But I think the big takeaway here is that not everything is going to work for everybody. And we all have our time limits and we're constrained by what, what deals work for us and don't work for us. And it's okay if you're not trying to do every single thing, right? Yeah, Megan brings up a good one in the live chat that Benji missed on is the dining programs. If you you can't add your card to multiple dining programs, so once it's added to one, you know, you can't use it anywhere else. But that's something like I've been going to dining a lot. I've been using my newer uh, Amex Gold card and I've been lazy and haven't added it to any of the dining programs. So I've, I've probably missed out on some stuff from that. So that's a good one. Whatever your card you're using for when you dine out, make sure it's added to one of your favorite airline or hotel dining rewards program. Yeah, to be fair, someone else brought it up, but they did not register for StreamYard, so we don't know who it is. Yeah. It's and I was trying to go in the in the thing, but if I click the thread to go in there, then it starts playing the yeah, video. And double. Else, so. But thank you, Facebook user, for mentioning yes. dining programs. Uh, a couple other things. In the chat, uh, Rick said he got like $100 on Dosh these past few weeks. I will say, Dosh, I added my Chase Inc. Plus to Dosh, and then I'll just randomly get uh, notifications that I get money back because I use my Chase Inc. Plus at Staples. And sometimes it tracks, sometimes it doesn't. I don't even pay attention, but Dosh will give me notifications. And then one more comment. Lucas mentioned that bank account bonuses do get taxed. But, you know, if you kind of mentally prepare yourself for that, you know, I hear what you're saying, Mark, right? Like, do I want 100,000 IHG points or do I want $500 worth of a bank account bonus after taxes? You know, so do bear in mind the taxes. But I think as long as you are mentally prepared. It's still free money. Yeah, yeah. You're paying taxes on free money. So, you know, I don't really worry about that. Oh, it was Nancy that that gave the uh, tip before, of course. Thank you, Nancy. Nancy. Jinx. The queen of the, the PJ. Which is uh, high school slang for private jet. Oh, (laughs) you lost me. I was trying to think. I was like, I'm going to play cool, like pretend that I know what PJ is. And then I was like, no, because what if it's really bad and I should know what it is? That comes from the famous Vanderpump Rules show. They call it PJ on there. They all act like high schoolers, so I call it high school. Yeah, we weren't sure if that was sus or not, you know? (laughs) Man. It's a good thing I only watch YouTube because I don't uh, see any crazy stuff like that over there. Yeah, you watch yourself on YouTube, you creeper. I don't watch myself. <laughs> well, I do because I watch the videos once to see what they look like. You walk no. straight into that one, dude. You I just actually go, don't Ooh. even walk. No, I don't even watch Vegas stuff. I tend to watch other stuff. But, uh, you know, you can only be so vain. There's only so many hours of the day, and at least half of them should be dedicated towards watching yourself on video. That's just what my mom always told me, and I try to stick to it. And sticking to it, let's stick to the format here and end with rapid fire. Mark, start us off. First one is uh, every month I do top posts of the previous month, like top five red posts. Um, This month, the top post was mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, It was about how Amex uh, overcharged some people when they uh, did the clawback for the airline incidental credits. Kind of crazy, like their airline incidental credit would be for $200, but let's say the charge was 217. They would recharge them for the $217, even though they only gave a credit for $200. So kind of bizarre. Hopefully they catch on to that and um, refund it back. Some other ones, seven of the world's least visited countries by Zoe, uh, best first class and business class sweet spots for each program from Ryan, uh, Capital One's cr- uh, slashing credit limits. Uh, some are pretty big, like 50% from DDG. And then um, uh, the platinum booking 
discount that was going on for platinum card holders where uh, Bethany at Bougie Miles wrote it and and we covered it as well that you could get like 50% off on some first class flights, which was pretty crazy. How about you, Sean? Uh, mine is uh, I did a on Sunday, I did an article or yesterday or yesterday as we're recording this on reselling during the pandemic, kind of a look back over all of my reselling endeavors since March and some of the wins, the losses, what's been good, what's been bad. And uh, what I kind of think is going forward, just to get everybody on the same page. And it's been an interesting thing, but I would say for most resellers, it's probably been good, actually. Uh, COVID's probably helped their business compared to to hurt it. And uh, if you like to see pictures of lots of toys and shopping carts and stuff like that, check that out too. But uh, I think it's a pretty detailed article and good if you're interested in reselling to kind of see what the state of things are right now. Joe? Yeah, so quick one here. The JFK Centurion Lounge is opening uh, pretty soon. Uh, DDG wrote it up. For those of you who are into Centurion Lounges, I know it's uh, big to do amongst travel folk, at least, or at least a subset of us. So yeah, that one's opening up. It'll be interesting to see how that is and how crowded it'll be. I guess maybe not now, but eventually. So uh, you can check that out. And another good reminder at the end of the article is some people have had success getting some form of compensation since a lot of those lounges are closed right now. So, you know, check out both of those articles. Awesome. We'll put links to both of them in the show notes. And that's going to do it for this show. Joe, where can people find you during the week when they're not listening to this podcast? You can find me at Flies on social media. You can uh, find links to all my stuff there. And yeah, check it out. What about you, Mark? At Detroit Mark on Twitter. Easy to remember. Love it. Uh, email me, Mark, at milestomemories.com. Comment on any of the articles on the website, Miles to Memories. Join our Facebook groups. Be a Patreon in our Diamond group. We're all in there all the time. Cracking jokes, sharing tips, talking travel. How about you, Sean? Yeah, like you said, our Patreon.com forward slash Miles to Memories. If you're looking to dive into this stuff a little bit more. And our YouTube channel is really close to 10,000 subscribers. We'll hit that probably this week. And we're going to do a huge giveaway for our subscribers on YouTube. So youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. And for this show, mtmpodcast.com. You can find all the links. Leave us a great review. Thanks so much for listening. We definitely appreciate it. And we will talk to you next time. Except for you. He didn't tag you. Yeah, he didn't tag me. Which gave me a good chance to pop out my illusion. No, but you can't. can't. It only took like, what, 60 weeks or something for that to happen? You You can't jam in the printer tray, though. It's really loud. No, remember, Sean, you, uh, your wife and daughter walked in once and you lost your mind. No, I just went for Joe. Yeah. No, I did lose my mind. They scared me too, but then I lost my mind. Yeah. Speaking of lost your- without me. Oh, sorry. I screwed up. I destroyed screwed your- my transition, oh, man. <laughs> just again. go again. Just go again. It was, it was a sarcastic one, though. It was a sarcastic one. I was going to throw in there like she repays you by coming in and banging around stuff in your office while you're doing a podcast. Yeah. Nice. Now, Joe, is the big giveaway a dinner with me? Candlelit. Yeah, really, I'm really curious what this big giveaway is. <laughs> it's gonna be a gift card, probably. <laughs> Come on, man. It's gonna be a big gift card. It's gonna be a big I don't know. I'm trying a to big think of a gift card for dinner with Mark.
No, I actually, maybe we can, uh, I'll I'll ask everybody's (laughs) opinion, not later. We'll talk about it. Maybe other people can give me suggestions, but uh, I do want to re you know, I want to, I'm, it's been good. It's been crazy to grow to almost 10,000 subscribers, uh, in just a couple of months there. Thanks Rick for watch for watching while Derek slept. Appreciate it, man. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks to everyone in the chat. It's always fun.